2: Thank you for tuning into the Sports Ecos Nets podcast. This is your host, Cody Mallory, at RealCodyMallory on Twitter. Tonight, I am joined just by Joe Farrow on Twitter. That is at the Joe Farrow. How's it going, Joe? It's going good. That was a good game for once. Look at us. (laughs) Look at that. I mean, I don't know if I would say it was a good game. Like, they won, which at this point is all I care about. Well, that defines the oh,
0: game for me, just the Nets winning. <laughs>
2: Fair enough, I guess. The stretch of games against yeah, pretty bad opponents, as long as they win. Like you said, I don't really care how they win. Um, before we go into the Nets game, there was three other opponents. So, seven, eight, nine, and 10 in uh-huh. the conference were all in action tonight. Obviously, the 10 seed, the Brooklyn Nets, took care of business against the Houston Rockets. We'll go more in-depth on that game in a second. Um, The nine seeded Charlotte Hornets got blown out by the Miami Heat 144 to 115. So the Nets move a full game ahead of Charlotte. Remember that Charlotte does hold a tiebreaker if they do tie. In addition to that, the eight seeded Atlanta Hawks um, lost to the Toronto Raptors 108 to 118. So the Nets are now tied with them. However, the Nets hold the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. And the Cleveland Cavaliers shockingly lost to the tanking Orlando Magic.
0: With no coal and
2: in. <laughs> their starting lineup was Chuma Okiki, Franz Wagner, Mo Bamba, Markel Foles, and Jalen Suggs. They lost 115 to 120. Granted, they were without Jared Allen and Mobley, but still. Horrible loss by Cleveland, but thank you very much. And Ooh. at the end of the night, it's only 9.50, 955, right around there. Your Brooklyn Nets Joe are back in the eighth seed.
0: This is they what once, we needed. We need to once again
2: that. control their own destiny for the eighth seed. And with the game Friday against Cleveland, they have a chance to get that seventh seed. If the Nets beat Cleveland, they're gonna need Cleveland to lose um, one other game, and the Nets will pass them for the seventh seed. And I just want it to be known that Cleveland plays the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I'm trying to find what day they play the Bucks. I think it's Saturday. No, hold up I'm pump the schedule right now. Yeah, so they play the, yeah, it's so they play the Nets Friday. Mm-hmm. and then they play the Bucks on Sunday. So if the Nets beat the Knicks tomorrow and beat the Cavs and then beat the Pacers, the Cavs lose Sunday. The Nets are the seventh seed in the East, and they would host 2 playing games. The first one, if they lose, they would get to host either the winner of most likely the Hornets or the Hawks, which would mean the Nets would have to lose two games at home in a row in
0: order for them to not make the playoffs. Joe, from where we were yesterday, crazy. crazy <laughs> it's it really is insane because we were even talking on the pod yesterday about, man, there is a chance that we get stuck in that 9-10 matchup and we don't even get a chance to make the playoffs. The next season might be done. But now, like, it's crazy how quick 24 hours can change. A situation in the NBA. Granted, we are still in the play-in. That is (laughs) that is true. We're going to stay in the play-in. But correct, but it's a much better situation in reality because now we are at the eighth seed. The Nets just need to handle business in their last three games against the Knicks, who do not have their star player in Julius Randle. Star, I will use heavy quotes on. I will use heavy quotes on star. (laughs) Um, and then we play the Cavs, which we are going to, hopefully going to get a free Kyrie Irving T-shirt. And then yeah. they are also depleted. We don't know if Jared Allen is going to play. Evan Mobley is out with something else right now, I believe. Um, And then the Pacers who are tanking. But I'm going to be honest with you. I'm predicting right now Tyrese Halliburton is going to go for 35 on us in that last game of <laughs> So that's just what's going to happen. It's just how it always happens. Yeah. But, hey. Like those are three games where if we take care of business, the Nets could be hosting two play-in games, or hopefully we're only hosting one and we get into the playoffs as the as the seven seed. Play the two, and just go on our merry way.
2: Yeah, man. Like the seven seed, we all thought for good reason was completely like out of play. But the Cavs, if they lose the Nets on Friday and then they lose to the Bucks on Sunday. And the Bucks still could be playing for something. If they think the Nets are gonna get to seventh seed, maybe the Bucks are gonna to try to move up to one. I don't know if they can get there. I think they'd have to get some help from Miami, obviously. But it's still doable. Like it's not mathematically out of play yet.
0: The Cavs yeah, could if be. We, if we're the seven and we beat the two and the Bucs are three, we play them round two. <laughs> yeah, right. At that point, the, um I'd rather the eight, but <laughs> but yeah. who's in front of you beat who's in front of you. <laughs>
2: Correct. The Cavs could end up losing their last four games of the regular season, going into a potential playing game at it against the Nets in Brooklyn. And they got some injury concerns. So yeah. I mean it's it's all coming together nicely, Toronto. Oh, also I'd like to say that Cleveland is officially locked into the playing tournament. So we know the four yeah. teams that'll be in it. It's just a matter of seeding, but it will definitely be Cavs, Nets, Hornets, Hawks. And the seeding is who the hell knows, but Dude, we'll find
0: out. Crazy how it's still in such limbo with only three games left. Like <laughs> it's insane. That's the beauty of the play in tournament. That just, it just makes for some insanely critical crucial fun games to close the season where it, always, it hasn't always been like that. So that's just another example of the NBA trying to adapt and just change their league make it better and i believe it's better and then like we were saying a few episodes ago this play-in tournament was designed to get the biggest stars on mediocre teams into the nba and i mean like there's some examples of it this year like they did that i believe it was like the pelicans were the team right on the outside the first year it was in play so they wanted zion williamson to get in the playoffs he didn't make it like lebron james and anthony davis and russell westbrook they it's looking likely that they do not make the playoffs right now, which is crazy with 10 seeds to at least to get one playoff slash play in game, you know, but it's just like, it's crazy. I think the play in tournament was just like, it's such a huge win for the NBA in general. That's just like you start off with three nights of full on elimination games to start your playoffs. And then you go into best of seven series with seeding still in limbo up until the day that the first round of the playoffs starts, no matter what, because seating is going to be determined by the plane. So it's, it's a huge win. It's a lot of fun, gets more guys opportunities to get into the playoffs that maybe didn't have a great season dera- derailed by injuries and stuff. Um, But yeah, and I mean, you were just saying Cleveland's on a little bit of like a slide right now, but man, like I still won't count them out. We know what guys like Darius Garland and Karis Levert and like, you know what they we know firsthand, especially what Karis LeVert can do. If Jared Allen finds a way to play or even if Mobley finds a way to play, that's still going to be a competitive game, especially because the Nets couldn't even really like satisfyingly put away Houston tonight um, for a long time. They kept allowing him back in the game, but every game is going to be a battle. Just trying to trying to solidify your seeding. If the Nets go into the playoff as the number seven seed, that's something that none of us really expected over the last few weeks. And it would just be a huge credit to the team in general just that they fought back into this spot. Obviously, we got a little bit of scheduling help with an easy schedule, and that's what we would really need to take advantage of to get that seven. But overall, just being in the 7-8 bracket first, just being able to have the insurance of a loss in the first game is huge for a team like the Nets. It's been very inconsistent and injury-deriddled so far this year, especially as of late.
2: And I, I think um, I'm looking at this wrong. I'm pretty sure if the Nets went out, which would mean Cleveland would go one and one. So they would, even if they beat Milwaukee, so I would put them at 44 and 38 to finish. The Nets, if they went out, would also be at 44 and 38. And the Nets would hold the tiebreaker over the Cavs. The series mm-hmm. is currently 2 1 Nets. Game, right?
0: By beating the What's Cavs up? Friday. They would hold back and beat the Cavs Friday. Yeah.
2: Well, right now the series is two one. So if they win, they hold this head to head three one, which means they have the tiebreaker over Cleveland. Even if Cleveland would go on to beat Milwaukee, the Nets would still have the seventh seed. So if the Nets win out, they're the seventh seed in the East, no matter what else happens.
0: No matter what else Cleveland does, yeah.
2: <laughs> Correct,
0: because they would be tied. Mm hmm. So, and that's best the scenario for Cleveland if they lose to us, because like Cleveland, if they lose out, they could fall to the nine ten. Correct. And which which that is also crazy because Cleveland was they at the All Star Break, they were the three seed, right?
2: Yeah, they were up there. I don't know exactly. They were either three
0: or four. I know they were three or four because they were like the big shock of like the first half where everybody's just like, Oh, the Cleveland, they're so good. No, nobody expected it. Them and the Bulls, and now they're both probably well, the Bulls clinched the six. But yes, they did. Big news with the Bulls today. Who will be matching up most likely against like a Boston or a or a Miami or a Milwaukee round one? Lonzo Ball likely out for the season. Definitely not good for them. <laughs> like that's their that's a fifteen point per game scorer for them. Six assist guy, probably their best perimeter defender. That's that's a huge loss, knowing that you're not going to get a guy of the caliber of Lonzo Ballback, especially going into a playoff series against one of the Goliaths in the East. And all of them are playing extremely hot right now. So, yeah. man, that that's rough for the Bulls, especially when like they haven't gotten a production from a guy like, like Nikola Vucevic hasn't really – been up to speed. I think Zach Levine is also dealing with an injury right now as well. I don't know the status of Caruso. I think he's been in and out of the lineup with uh, some injuries. But man, the bull, the Bulls and the Cavs were like the two biggest stories of the first half of in the East because just like everybody else was kind of performing up to expectations until the Nets fell off a cliff, um, and then like, yeah. was, and then like Boston had a huge second half surge taking over a bunch of spots. Now they're like the two, and it's all flexing back and forth every game. But, yeah, I mean, the Bulls are in trouble. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> For sure. The conjurers that agree. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how, man, but they they had such a promising first half. But they're in trouble. Let's focus. We focused on the teams that we might play in the play-in. That's that's all we got to worry about right now. <laughs> worry about the other stuff <laughs> oh. when it comes.
2: I'm just saying there's a chance that Milwaukee finishes four. I'm looking at the Saints right now, where the Nets could play Philly in the first round and then potentially Boston in the second round and avoid Milwaukee until the Eastern Conference Finals, which I oh, think.
0: You're saying if we get the seven, if Milwaukee finishes four? Yes. Correct. Uh, okay.
2: There's a possibility. I mean, that's if the season ended, like that's a very strong possibility right now. Milwaukee's currently four. Yeah. Um, But, like you said, I mean, there's really no way to tell what's going to happen. Milwaukee plays the Celtics on Thursday, which is obviously a huge game. They're kind of in that uh, spot with Philly, Boston, and Milwaukee are all within, like, a half game of each other, I think. So that's going to be a big game for seeding. But let's just focus on what we can control, I guess, as a Nets fan and what the Nets can control. And it was tonight beating the Rockets. Um, Joe, what are your takes on tonight's game?
0: Uh, I definitely feel like we should have put it away a lot earlier. We have this habit of going up around 15, 16, 17, and letting them go on like a 9-0 run, letting them back in the game. I believe by the end of the third quarter leading into the fourth, they went on like a 12-0 run. Nets responded actually though with a 9-0 run. Kyrie Irving was phenomenal. He's back. Like, he had a rough couple games, but Kyrie showed out tonight. He put the team on his back. He knew how important these games are to close out the season. And it, it Kyrie, he really did put on a show. I believe he knocked down eight threes tonight. He had, like, 42 points. Just absolutely on fire. And a game that the Nets needed with everything else that the Nets possibly could have wanted lining up for them tonight. The Nets are now back in the eighth seed after Kyrie Irving carried us to a W. It was, I won't say it was a good game because it was stressful when it really didn't need to be. And anybody that listened to this podcast and listened to me say hammer the Rockets to cover the 18 point spread, you're welcome. (laughs) Because that was just true. That was just a gimme with the way the Nets play basketball. Like we can never have anything easy. I will never expect the Nets to blow out anybody, even though we probably should. But that's just not how we operate as a franchise, apparently. So I thought I thought it was a much needed win and everything else that we could have had go right went right for the Nets tonight, which is not something that Nets fans usually get to witness. So that's a big win, I think.
2: Yeah, I mean, Kyrie was tremendous, uh, as you already said. Um, I mean, my biggest concern besides to win the game is they got to play the New York Knicks tomorrow. <clears throat> and. In a game against the Rockets, who are now 20 and 60. I mean, they've got some good young players, obviously Kevin Porter, Green. Uh I was very impressed by Sangoon or yeah, I don't know. But well, I, mean, I mean
0: Eagle wouldn't let you forget that he was on the floor.
2: So. <laughs> I know, bro. Like eight times the possession, he kept saying it. But sang um, Shangun. Shangun. I <laughs> mean, the Rockets are like they're not a good team. And they got some young players, but they're not good. I mean, and tonight, the next, tonight
0: is the fifth game in a row where Jalen Green scored thirty points. So. Correct,
2: and like Kevin Porter at thirty six. Like they have some pieces, but they're not a basketball team. Like they were literally not. <laughs> they were, bro. They weren't running offense. They didn't run any offensive sets. Like I don't know if you noticed that, but it was really just like iso pass yeah, the ball the other side, right. iso swing the ball, iso over here. Like they didn't run any offensive sets. But anyways. You had Kyrie Irving play 40 minutes and Kevin Durant play 37. And now they got to go play the Knicks tomorrow. And I don't care who's playing for the Knicks and who's playing for the Nets. Those games are always close, in my opinion. Like, they always come down to the wire. Now, granted, the Nets have won, like, I think the last six or seven against the Knicks, but they've all been close.
0: Mm-hmm. They've um, all been decided within, like, five points, right? I believe we said this after the last yeah. uh, this game.
2: Yeah, I gave, like, the total. I think in, like, six games they've been decided by, like, 20 points or 22 points or something with yeah. the Nets winning them all. So, like, I mean, the Knicks have some players that can score, shoot the ball. Um, I don't know their injury report off the top of my head. I know there's no Randall, but they got Barrett, Fournier, Mitchell Robinson, Obi Toppins, been playing good basketball. So, like, it's not a gimme. And you got Kyrie playing 40 minutes, and now you got to go ask him and probably play another 40 tomorrow. But
0: so the next, I mean, the Knicks injury report Derek Rose not playing, Julius Randle not playing, Nerland's Noel not playing, Cam Reddish not playing.
2: Yeah. So, pretty much besides Randall, they have their team.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: Because the rest have been out. And like the Knicks aren't really playing for anything because they've been eliminated for a while. But You know they would love to spoil the Nets, kind of that New York rivalry. You know they would love to F the Nets over and kind of knock them back to the 10th seed. You just know they would love to do it. It's on national television
0: on ESPN, so it's going to be a good one. Yeah,
2: Yeah, so, I mean, I would have liked to see Kyrie play 32 minutes and Kevin Durant play 30 minutes, but they played 40 and 37. Um, It is what it is. They won the game. That's all that really matters. No one got hurt. Um, and maybe we can see Seth Curry play tomorrow against the Knicks. Um, Steve Nash said today before the game that he's hopeful he can play tomorrow. But he once again said something along the lines of that rest isn't really going to cure his ankle. Which leads me to believe he's definitely surgery bound come the offseason. And they're just trying to get through the playoffs with him being able to contribute whatever they can. Yes,
0: that. Definitely seems accurate <laughs> to me at least. Um, just real quick, they have. Um, Bruce Brown said that the Nets of right now are motivated to get the seventh spot. Just said that in his post game presser.
2: Yeah, I just, I just saw that as well. So we're
0: motivated, we all want it. Gotta happen, gotta bear down.
2: <laughs> Bruce Brown said he did not work with Kyle Clover on the three ball this summer. He said it was all me. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, like I-, I gotta give some love to Bruce Brown. It, um he might be the third best player on the net. I mean, Seth Curry's up there. Obviously Ben Simmons, but he hasn't played yet, so I don't count him. But yeah. Bruce
0: Brown is just he's like he's he was yeah. Team has currently constructed. I'll put Bruce at, like, swing three or four, either him or Seth Curry. I'll probably put Seth a little bit above Bruce. But Bruce, second half Bruce Brown, man, just (laughs) insane.
2: He was, like, playing point guard at points tonight. He came off the screen. I think it was Claxton. Right at the top of the key, went off the screen, left hand, pull up three, nothing but net. (laughs) Like, he played center last year. He was the center for the Nets. Like, realistically, he was the net center. And now he's, like, a guard, like, handling the ball. Like, what? Where did this man come from?
0: (laughs) It's, like, let that man flourish, man. He's, like, he's surrounded by so much that he can. He can facilitate so easily. And he could get his own shot so easily. He's so much more aggressive going to the rim. He's able to knock down the three ball if needed. He's just a completely different player now. Than he was last year. They were using him differently, and I am so damn glad that we finally gave that man room to operate. And I agree. And I mean, the real—I would a thousand times out of a thousand, I will run point Bruce Brown over point James Johnson. And James Johnson (laughs) did not play tonight, which is the reason why the Nets won. Yeah, I
2: mean, the Nets don't need him in the rotation. Went um, over there. Kessler Edwards, Kessler Edwards is good again tonight. Like he gets up for rebounds. Like he jumps high. Very, very a big
0: hustle. Re- he has hustle, hustle rebounder. Hall of Fame on that key. Hall of Fame,
2: hell yeah. And I mean, even his offensive game, like he's definitely a better shooter than James Johnson. <laughs> you comparable. You think? But I don't know. I know the other day, like Steve Nash said. That's a front office decision, but he he said don't rule it out that Kessler makes the playoff roti- uh, roster, which means they would have to cut someone. But that's another wait and see. Uh, it's got to happen this week because like, we are just-
0: James Johnson. stuff and send him out of town. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah Kessler we'll Kessler had the second highest plus minus on the team tonight. He was plus fourteen, only behind Kyrie's plus twenty one. And then Andre Drummond was a plus 12, and KD was a plus 13. But, like, he was the second highest. And then then it's yeah. all little suspects in the in the same in the same area. Yeah,
2: Ke- I mean, I know the game wasn't, like, ever truly in question or in danger. Like, they got close-ish. But Kess was in the closing lineup tonight. It wasn't Patty Mills. It was Kess. So, something to keep an eye on. I mean, you just – at some point, like, common sense would tell you that he's got to be part of the team, but we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, and I mean, another thing, um, Cam Thomas got 16 minutes tonight. Four yeah, of he looks pretty good. Four of six from the field, 13 points. Um, And we did play LaMarcus Aldridge instead of Blake Griffin with no James Johnson. Um, I didn't like that. Like this is this was not the matchup to put Lamarcus Aldridge on the floor. Like with all the young guys on the floor and how these guys are all so athletic and just attack the hell out of the rim and will move off ball all over the place just to get a wide open three. Like this was not the game to put Lamarcus right. on the floor. And I said this last episode. I'm like, okay, well, this is gonna be the game where we play Lamarcus Aldridge after we've all been begging for Lamarcus Aldridge to play for his offense. And then he's going to get run off the floor by all the young guys on Houston. I literally said this yesterday, and that's exactly what happened. Seventeen minutes, he didn't score. He grabbed three rebounds. He was a minus three. He was just like he was a liability on defense. Wasn't able to hit, knock down his shots tonight. It it was that was a poor execution, I think, by Steve Nash about getting him back in the lineup. I think that this was Blake Griffin's time all day. Like, and I can't believe Blake didn't play at all. But, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, Drummond got in really
2: foul trouble, so he had to come out. Um, he had five fouls in only 20 minutes. Another double-double for Drummond. I think, like, I mean, I don't know if this makes sense, but maybe Nash kind of saw this as a game for Aldrich to just get some run because, let's be honest, the Nets coasted in this one. Like, Kevin Durant definitely coasted in this one. I mean, it's crazy to say it because the man almost had a triple-double, but. <laughs> But he he definitely coasted through this one. Like he wasn't that aggressive offensively. Um, I mean, he knew Kyrie had it going, but he only made four field goals, had seven assists, nine boards. So maybe Nash is like, oh, this can just be like some cardio for LaMarcus Aldridge getting back <laughs> into a game and we to you Like you never know.
0: Yeah, his and- cardio is his cardio is literally getting run off the floor.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't know, but I mean, the next one aldridge just got a little play. I wouldn't expect him to play against the Knicks tomorrow unless there's foul in trouble. Um, you said Noel's out. Obviously, they still have Robinson and Jericho Sims, who's really
0: aggressive. Oh, Ray, we got to do that guy again. <laughs> bro, I was, wa-
2: I was watching the Knicks play the other night, and, like, he's a beast.
0: Like, he's just a really like, beast
2: on the boards. Like, offensive rebounding, like, that man is a beast. So maybe Aldridge plays if is getting pushed around, but we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, I guess we'll see. I mean, not much else to really – I mean, like that could be another game where, like, they're undermanned at the big position and you just want, like, some offensive flow. Throw Blake out there for a little bit. Like, please, he's well-rested. Second half of a back-to-back. Don't just play eight guys and get them all tired again. (laughs) Please give Blake some run.
2: It'll be interesting. I think Blake's pretty much out of the rotation for the rest of the year. I don't see him cracking back into it at this point, but. It sucks. It really does.
0: It sucks. Blake, whenever he has came in in his spot minutes in the second half of the season, even though he's been out of the rotation for most of the season, like, man, like Steve Nash still sees him as Kwame, I guess. Like, I think. (laughs) Bro, I
2: just saw your your tweet. (laughs)
0: Which one? Uh, the underwear yeah. one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a pair. There's a there's a website that has NBA team un- underwear. It's pretty solid. I, uh, <laughs> I think I might have to spend $25 on some Nets underwear. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you guys. <laughs>
2: anyway, I, knew guys. That one, I knew that one would
0: pop you. I was just not expecting
2: you to see it while we were recording. <laughs> I was scrolling through my timeline for some quotes, and that's what I saw. <laughs> oh,
0: man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bruce Bruce did just say, um, these next games are huge. We want to get the seventh spot. We sh- will have a home game in the play-in. That would be huge for us. We control our own destiny. We just got to come out with energy and play hard. And then he said, "Bruce. Bra- this is Bruce Brown on how fired up the Knicks crowd will be for Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving together in the garden for the first time. That's a fact. Oh my god. Um I don't think they want I don't think they want to say too many bad things cuz there'll be 250 balls. <laughs> <laughs> True. I mean, I'm all for it. I want them to to combine for 100 points at least one time. That would be fun. <laughs> really? I mean, yeah. There was that game against the Grizzlies when they lost
2: like 132 to 120. Um, But I feel like Kyrie and KD very rarely, like, go off together.
0: Yeah, it's very rare. I
2: don't don't know if that's just me thinking that or – I don't know. I feel like when one of them goes off, the other one's kind of first.
0: We've only seen it on a handful of occasions where, like, both of them scored 30 or more. I think it's – I think, like, this. there's probably only been, like, six games maybe at max – Where they both scored 30 plus in the same game. So, yeah. I mean,
2: usually it's one scores 50, the other one scores like 25, and they still combine for 75. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, we can also, if KD does go for like 50 again, we cannot spoil it because, like, I think the last two times that KD has dropped 50, the Nets have lost. So, so we've got to capitalize on that. I did, I did see. Katie the last three times he's dropped 50 it was like it was all in the same shooting splits and every game was like 62 percent from the field dropping 50 points <laughs> and they literally like the same amount of shot attempts and makes on all three of them which is pretty wild yeah it's he's insane. oh man he's one of the best if not the best.
2: The best, not one of the
0: best. The I said, best. if not, I said, if not, the best. <laughs> I'm telling you, he is the best. All right, Joe. All right, fine. You're gonna be with <laughs> that when I take your Kyrie Irving t shirt on Friday.
2: Bro, I'm like, again, yeah, if the next win tomorrow, that game Friday is obviously huge. Like,
0: I'm hyped. I'm, hype, I'm hyped. I'm hyped. I cannot wait to go to that game. That atmosphere is going to be electric. That right now is the biggest game of the season for the Nets. It absolutely is. Yeah. I mean, I, if the
2: Nets win tomorrow, I would say that that game Friday night is basically for whoever is going to play at home against that same team. So if the Nets lose, they're most likely going to Cleveland for the first round of playing. If the Nets win, Cleveland's most likely coming back to Brooklyn. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, because they would have I a- high- one
2: other team, but yeah, I doubt that the Nets are going to lose to the Pacers. Um, they're just tanking, and like outside. I just don't see it happening. Honestly, the game against the Knicks tomorrow, I still think the Nets should win pretty handedly, but it, it concerns me a little bit. So, if they win tomorrow, go into Friday night. It's literally like who wants to play who at home.
0: Yeah, I mean. Bruce Brown just said you, they want it. We want to be at home. We want at least one game at home in the play-in. And I mean, if we get the seven, we're guaranteed two games at home in the play-in. Worst case, so. And I and I'll tell you right now, two game. I would say, like we were saying last episode, two games on the road in the play-in elimination games. I don't think we would have tr- any of us trusted this Nets roster to really like be fully confident in them being able to get in. But two games at home in the play-in. Elimination games, there's no way. It's just the Nets will take care of business. Hundred percent agree. I'm feeling
2: good again the Nets. I'm feeling optimistic. I don't know if it was hearing Iron Eagle on the call again. Um, I miss that man. Like whenever I hear Iron Eagle call a basketball game, it just makes me happy. Oh yeah. <laughs> no matter what. And I mean, game, and like all, it
0: is. like all of the Nets crew guys are awesome. But it's just like it feels different. Where whenever yeah. and Eagle isn't there, and like the more annoying thing is like when and Eagle's calling another team, like it's just like yeah, it's like I mean Gr- Grady and Ruko and Kustock they're all fantastic. Like I I think that the Nets probably have the best uh, broadcast team in the NBA, maybe only behind the Charlotte Hornets because whatever that dude's name is, he is absolutely <laughs> electric. That dude is yeah. electric. I love that guy. He makes every Lamelo or Miles Bridges highlight absolutely phenomenal, but um, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> uh, Iron Eagle on the call definitely is more of like a soothing, soothing feeling. Like I like knowing that we could be in the middle of like a two point game with three minutes left, and Iron Eagle could be focused on somebody spilling a beer on the sideline.
2: Spillage. <laughs> Iron Eagle loves his spillage. Yeah, that I I, my, the my, my loves his spillage. <laughs> that was no knock on, like, Kusak or RJ or Grady or, like, Rucco.
0: Man, I forgot Iron Eagle's just, I is just next level. He's awesome. The guy the guy like, is a man of many – I mean, he calls NFL games. He calls college basketball, yeah. Nets, does national TV for the NBA, too. Guy, guy is uh jack of all trades and master of all of them.
2: Yeah, he's my – I would say he's probably my favorite commentator across all sports, football. Baseball, basketball, yeah. like anything. I think he's my probably my favorite.
0: Yeah, I, I would have to agree. Besides the Hornets guy, the Hornets guy is just too electric for me. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's up there, but
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna go Ian. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I mean, I, we don't have Anthony's pick for tomorrow, so
0: we do. We looks do. Looks like Anthony, Anthony we DM do? or DM Das. He said he's taking. Oh.
2: Yeah, I was also going to take a win. So it looks like he's not able to make up his game there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will never pick the Nets to lose against that bum franchise in Manhattan. Woo! <laughs> Brooklyn owns New York, and they're going to own it again tomorrow. Last time we were at the Garden, Cam Thomas had a step back dagger. What do you think Kyrie and KD are about to do?
0: I can't believe this is their first time playing in the Garden together. That's wild. I know.
2: Oh man! Yeah, great though.
0: It's good, big time game tomorrow. Garden's... We need
2: that win. Yeah, Garden's about to get a show. Oh yeah,
0: and it's not the um, show that they want. They they they're <laughs> looking forward to the Jericho Sims show, but that won't be the case. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: yeah.
0: Okay. Anything we missed or? Oh uh, no, I think I think we got it all down. I think it's. Just move on. We'll record again tomorrow night after the game and see see where we lie tomorrow night.
2: Yeah, we'll see what happens. So uh, thank you for listening to the Sports Ethos Nets podcast with just Joe and Cody tonight. Anthony was not with us, but he should rejoin us tomorrow, um, I believe. Um, <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, just to sum, the Nets won while the Cavs. Hawks and Hornets all lost. And it's simple. The Nets win three basketball games. They are the seventh seed in the East and hope host the first play-in game. If they lose, they host another play-in game to get into the playoffs.
0: Much, much better situation than we were yesterday.
2: Hell yeah. Nets world, baby.